welcome to the Blues Guitar Show podcast with me, Ben Martin, from thebluesguitarshow.com. Hope everyone's having a great week this week and everyone's been enjoying the episodes over the last few months. Uh, I've got a really great, great interview lined up for you today with Gary Burnside, who's one of my favourite guitarists. He's an absolutely phenomenal player. And of course, if you don't know, he is the son of the late, great R.L. Burnside, the king of the Hill Country Blues. So without further ado, here is my interview with Gary Burnside. All right, I'm on with Gary Burnside, who is a Grammy-nominated blues musician with over 30 years' experience playing lead guitar, bass, drums, and, of course, is the son of the late, great R.L. Burnside. How you doing, Gary? Thanks so much for being on. I'm fine, man. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me on, bro. Appreciate it. You're uh, in Mississippi right now, yeah? Yeah, yeah, I'm in Mississippi. Cool. Are you uh, are you on tour at the moment? You're doing a lot of gigs? Well, yeah, I've been doing, uh, for the last few months, I've been doing pretty pretty much no three gigs, yeah. I always can do more, but you know, yeah. <laughs> of course. So I was listening recently to um, the Hill Country Magic album you did. You released that, I think, maybe a couple of years ago. And yeah. The acoustic album. Um, and you talk a little bit about there about having two musical dads. Uh, so just talk a little bit about, about growing up, because you kind of grew up in a way that's very different to most people, right? You grew up with music all around you. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, of course, no, I am Burnside, my dad, but I played with Junior Kimbrough ever since I was like 11 years old, you know what I'm saying? He sat down and taught me his music at 10 and 11, man, and like 12, 13, and I was on tour with him overseas, you know, that meant a lot to me, and, you know, for a grown man to believe in somebody that young that really wanted to do it, you know, and I mean, the way things were going with them at the time, you know, like that, so it really meant a lot, man, and uh, I come up on both sides, you know, learning uh, Kimbrough style and had Burnside style in me already, you know. And uh, so, I mean, it, it, it was fun, you know. And then I got to meet all the other guys on Fat Paul's from Lave, you know, like T. Marla Paul and Robert Bettman, Rob Bethlehem, and all of them. So it, it was it was real fun growing up, you know, some of them guys, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, I really appreciate all that, you know. How old were you when you first started playing with them? Uh, I started when I was like 10. Junior started showing me at 10 or 11, you know what I'm saying, his stuff on bass. And uh, I didn't play with my dad because we didn't have a bass player. You know, my dad had Kenny Brown, two guitars, you know, it was Kenny Brown, him, then sit there, Kevin Jess was playing with him at the time on drums, mm-hmm. you know. So, uh, uh, but I mean, on occasionally, we, you know, they, they put it, they send everybody out on the same label on, on club, so I signed in with my dad then at, at Junior Club or something, you know. I said about 13, I was touring record going overseas for a living then. Yeah. And that was playing bass? That was playing bass, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So did you start with, what was your first instrument? Was it guitar and then bass or bass then guitar? No, drums where I first started playing first. Oh, I started right. out on drums, then I went to bass, guitar was my last instrument. Mm-hmm. So I think that's, uh, so one of the things I noticed about your your 2014 album, um, I think is your first solo release, right? That was um, the, the Promise. And yeah, The Promise. The promise is like uh, it's like a mixture. It's a real mix of blues and funk. And do you think that funk element comes from you being a bass player first? Yeah, I really do because I mean the way I write my songs, I come up with the bass line first because I feel like I feel like the bass and the drums are the foundation. You know what I'm saying? You come up with that, you got your foundation, you can build on top of that. So that's kind of why it's, it's, it's my guitar playing similar like that too. Yeah, yeah. And uh, did you play bass on that album, or did somebody else play bass? Yeah, I played uh, 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 
drums on some of the songs too, and well, the bass and guitar on that on that uh, CD. Oh, cool, man! Yeah, because some of the bass playing on that album is ridiculous. Like it's, it's man. Thanks, man. I've been doing it for a while, you know. Yeah, yeah, man. Of course, of course. That's awesome. So you're a multi instrumentalist: guitar, bass, drums. Um, when you like approach writing new stuff, uh, you mentioned you start with the bass line. Do you start on a bass or are you playing a guitar? Uh, I I, uh, I start off on bass. I come with my bass line first because I mean, what I I like my songs funky. I I, I like the funk, man. You know that's why. Uh, I said, like, my, my uh, Here Comes the Blues is going to be my way. It's got to have a little pop to it, a little funk to it. Of course, of my generation, too. You know what I'm saying? The style of how to do that there. But I come up with the bass line first, and then I, I take it from there. Mm-hmm. Because the bass line lady, right, you pretty much can build around it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, I'm the same. Like I started off playing bass as well. And it's like, uh, I noticed uh, when you're playing shows, like when people, when people start dancing, it's, they're dancing to the bass line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they gonna get it, you know, that 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 pop thing I like, you know what I'm saying, yeah. like the funk thing, man. And, and then I just get the real them off of and everything. I guess and the drum beat is go perfect with it, you know. I think that's that's why I do mine. Mm. So going back to when you first started playing music, like, um, were you, were you learning like learning guitar or, or bass or drums from your dad or your siblings? Like, how did it start? Well, uh. My brother, you no, know, my dad had a band called the Sound Machine, which was include him and, and my brothers and set dad on drums. Mm-hmm. So I learned a lot from, from my brother Dwayne them and, and my brother Joe's and, and uh Dan them, you know, a lot seeing them grow up and and uh as well as, as of uh as Junior was teaching me at 10 11, watching them play gave me the, the thing that I wanted to play. You know, I wanted to do this, you know what I'm saying? But it wasn't no room for me in my dad band. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So Junior needed a bass player at the time, you know what I'm talking about? And we stayed right next door to Junior Club. So, so you know, I just go over there, man. He's come over two or three times a week, just sit down and teach me. And then my brother Wayne was teaching me stuff too, as mm-hmm. well, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? On, on, on bass and stuff like right there. So, I, I, I mean, I was fortunate to have family that play, you know what I'm saying, and friends that care enough to show me at, at a young age. And you guys still play together. I saw a video of you and you and Cedric playing recently, right? Oh yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? We you know I still jam out as much as I can with you know my you know my brother them, you know, set my nephew. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So but yeah, you know, I don't you know, anytime we got time to jam out, I love it. You know what I'm saying? What do you think you got from um because you guys all have your own styles of like playing Hill Country Blues? Um like Cedric's albums are very different to yours. Um what do you think you kind of have in common with each other? What's the thing that's that's the same between all of your music? Well, we we all are going to have a hill country in common because we both come up in a family of hill country. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, as we got older, we 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 I, I know I, I develop a different type of style of music I wanted to do. I, I didn't want to continue to do hill country the rest of my life. I it's, I love doing here cause don't get me wrong, but my, I, I had ideas with keyboard horn session, you know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. So my sons got more creative, mm. you know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. And then, and then, you know, it's, it's, I mean, you know, I just, I just like a lot of genres of music, you know what I'm saying? It's like that. So it just, I, I started watching more guitar players, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, and then, uh, then I, uh, when I was the North Mississippi all-stars, know learn from them they style and stuff with they style similar come from my dad too but they put it they look flavor in it made it you know what i'm saying uh you know a a, a way they know a, a way the people that adapt to it their way too you know what i'm saying so mm-hmm. i kind of just took what i learned 
and 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 then what I had inside of me came out, and also watching other musicians, guitar players, and other other stuff like that, man, and come up with what I do now. Did you? Uh, what kind of other music do you listen to? Like, do you have like? Uh, do you listen to different genres of music as well? Yeah, I mean, I listen to man, Leonard Skinner. Mm-hmm. I listen to the Animals. You know what I'm saying? I listen to uh, uh, Eric Gales. I listen to Joe Bonamassa, John Lane. Ken Wayne Shepherd, Josh Smith, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Gary Moore, man, I, I listened to all them guys coming up. You know, uh, and you know, Gary Moore and them not here now, but I mean, that was a big influence on Eric Clapton, all. I listened to a, a lot of them, man, all of them just coming up. John Lee Hooker, Muddy Waters, you know what I'm saying? So mm. I just put all that in with what I got and just kind of come, come up, you know what I'm saying, with what I, you know, come up with, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, you, how many shows are you doing like at the moment? How many shows kind of a year? Cause you seem to be good. well. Right, right now, it's kind of getting better. I'm probably like for the last couple months, I've been doing like playing every weekend so far. You know what I'm saying? Because like I'm not signed to no label. I'm, I'm I got my own thing. What I do, you know what I'm saying? So it's 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 kind of harder when you're doing it yourself and not have nobody booking your shows for you or mm-hmm. going out there. It's harder, but it means more in the long run. It means you're in in con- total control of everything. That yeah, and doing. I mean, I I I, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying I wouldn't consider. Being on label, but it's, it's strictly have to be, you know what I'm saying, uh, 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 uh more my term than any, anybody else, you, you, you know what I'm saying, like that. Because, mm. uh, uh, when I, I know I, I was a single parent, man, my son's older son is 17 now, and I was a single parent mm-hmm. for a while, so I couldn't sign a label to go place where they tell me because my, my son comes for anything for my music, you know, so I couldn't do nothing, you no, know, like that then, you know, but now I'm married now. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's giving me more leeway to do things, but I still think it's better to own your own stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So if I did sign to a label, it wouldn't be to... I mean, it'll be... I, 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 I'm I saying, like, I'd rather have a booking agent than a label because if, if I have somebody know the shows, I don't need the exposure now because the record label is for most exposure of uh, people that can't write. You know what I'm saying? It's hip to write, whatever, but I can do it all. You know what I'm saying? Fortunately, I can write. You know what I'm saying? Do the stuff like right there. And uh, so basically, my name, uh, my dad put our name out there big with the Burnside name. And uh, you know, and, and I've been doing pretty good trying to keep it going. My brothers and them have set have, you know, my nephew Kent, you know what I'm saying? All of them have. So our name pretty big. So a record label really is not, it, I mean, not in my category right now. Yeah. But yeah. a book is what, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. be perfect. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I totally get that. So one of the other things you released uh, in the last few years is the acoustic album, the Acoustic Brothers, that record. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, that was amazing because there's almost like it almost sounds like you're playing jazz on parts of that album. Yeah, and and, and with that CD, see, uh, I started recording that CD when I moved to Ripley, mm. Mississippi, which is where I am now, and uh, I've been here like four years. But I, the guy in that CD, uh, 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 his name is Buddy Grissom, mm-hmm. and uh, he was a guitar teacher around here. And, and everything, man. And when I I'm, I know for three months, he, we went in the studio when I got here, man. And uh, we started jamming with each other and everything. Then I said, man, you want to do a CD with me? And he was like, yeah, let's do a acoustic brother. So I wanted to just be all instrument, all instrumental, no vocals. You know, just mm-hmm. to express our, you know, show how you can get along without the vocals. You, you express your thoughts through music. You know what I'm saying? What's, what's the best way without vocals? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I come up with that. But he died before I finished it, before we finished the CD. So I got uh, uh, I got that CD coming out. That CD and one called "It's My Time Now" that I did in, in Memphis at Boo Mitch Studio will be out September the first. 
And I added Ooh. four more new songs on there. And I got I, I, I went on and put a song on them with vocals uh, called uh, I Miss My Brother because he died before we finished. And I want to let them everybody know what it meant to me. So it's all instrumental to get down to them. Oh, wow. Oh, that's cool, man. So that's out um, September 1st. September 1st. Uh-huh. They'll come out then. And uh, I've I've noticed through videos of you playing, you play, firstly, you've got a bunch of different instruments you play, but also you play fingerstyle. Is that right? Yeah, I play with a pick too, but I do do fingerstyle too. Cool. And what's kind of, when you're, um, when you're either going into the studio or you're going to go play gigs, like, how do you choose what guitar you're going to play? I'm just interrupting this episode to let you know about the Blues Guitar Show Plus membership. Plus members get access to weekly lessons each Friday complete with tabs and downloads. For just $5 a month, you'll get instant access to nearly a year's worth of guitar lessons covering finger picking, fretboard theory, soloing, improvising slide and much, much more. If you're tired of bouncing around on YouTube trying to pick up bits of information from here and from there and you find it hard to commit to regular lessons, this is for you. Details of how to join are in the description below. Now back to the episode. Well, uh, uh, well, I can I kind of have my my favorite guitar that I have at the house. You know what I'm saying and everything. And I mean, I'm bad at breaking strings, so I make sure I got a couple of them. You know what I'm saying when I go out there and everything. So, uh, uh it's just, it's just pretty much it feel good to me. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I just go out with it. How many have you got? I got about three or four guitars. Hmm. That's yeah, that's not loads, man. Actually, if you speak to people, some people have like 20 or 30. <laughs> Three or four. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, I don't need them many guitar. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's all good, but I mean, you know, two is enough to know when you go out there, you know what I'm saying? When you uh break a string or whatever like that. But I I you know I try to have at least two or three when I go out, you know what I'm saying? But I mean, I, I got four guitars, but I don't I will never take all of them out when I go out. I take two out at a time. Yeah, of course, man. Sometimes I say to people like uh you know, you can get guitars that are like, you know, millions and millions of dollars. But uh, if you are a working musician, like uh, that, that's no good to you because you need a guitar that, you know, you can you can break the strings on and you can take from place to place. And like, yeah. And, and I mean, it's, it's, it's all right to have expensive guitars. You can afford it because mm-hmm. it's good for a showcase or whatever. But the, the price of the guitar doesn't doesn't make the sound of the guitar. No, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, I can take a Walmart guitar. And play the same if I do a, a Les Paul Gibson or yeah. Fender Stella or something. You know what I'm saying? So to me, it's not the price of it. It's, it's this love you put in it. Mm. Yeah, and, it, and the sound comes from you. I think that's the most important thing. You know what it sounds like? That comes from you. That's your sound. Right. How many uh, How many people in the band that you take out? Oh, I got five five members. I got keyboard, bass, rhythm, drums, and singer. Mm-hmm. You singing as well? Yeah, I, 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 I sing too. But I, got, I know I do a lot of other songs you know what i'm saying that's not hill country you know what i'm saying or whatever like right there and i got a singer that uh uh named tessa daniels that sang sang with me you know what i'm saying so i got, I got a singer too to come out and then she do background with me too you know so yeah. i make it work like that. i do whatever make it work you know what i'm saying because like i said i got you no know, uh young generation you know what i'm saying young college crowd to come and see me so i have to i have to put some kind of funk or some kind of instant in it for them to hang around mm. you know like with my generation you know what i'm saying Mm-hmm. If I do my dead stuff, I got to put something with it for my generation to, to stay there and listen. You know what I'm saying? Not saying it, it didn't work for my dad when he did it or whatever like that. But I mean, you you have to grow with, with the generation. You have to grow with your peeps. Mm-hmm. 
So uh, when you were when you were young and you were growing up and your dad was doing a lot of gigging and you were playing with uh, Junior Kimbra, um, you said you were doing like overseas stuff. Whereabouts were you? Whereabouts were you playing? Well, man, we've been uh, uh, Amsterdam, Switzerland, Italy. You know what I'm saying? We uh, I can't remember the venues we played. It's been so long ago. You know what I'm saying? Man, we went man, a lot of places, man. You know, and then you know after Junior died, uh, 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 I toured with the All Stars over there a little bit. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying stuff. So that's, that's why I said, I've been doing the man since I was like 12, 13 years old. It's nothing new to me. You know what I'm saying? And and I mean, and uh, and I mean, I don't I don't mind going back and doing stuff now over there. But I mean, it's it's got to be they got to pay me for it. You know what I'm saying? Nowadays they want you to go and do some, like it's an exciting trip for you instead of you know the money. You know what I'm saying? But we got families too. You know what I'm talking about? So it's more about the money for me. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't show enough love of the music as long as I've been doing it. Mm. you know what i'm saying so you know that that's basically what it is yeah yeah absolutely man yeah it's uh it's i mean it's difficult now i think because uh like travel and stuff is, is so expensive it's harder for for artists yeah and i mean they don't they don't really want they don't want to get an artist what the, the artist deserve i think yeah. you know what i'm saying so you know if i can't get what i want i'll stay here and and, and do my thing you know and, and i'll open up my grand open for my club here in ripley's july 22nd you yeah, know so so this is this is gary burnside's blues lounge right Right, right. Yeah, talk a bit about that. Well, uh, uh, like I said, I've been down here ripping for four years. So when I got down here, uh, I, I throw I throw Burnside Blues Festival down here in April. I'm gonna do it next year in May. But you know, I have a festival I do down here on the square called the Burnside Blues Festival. And so we do it every year. And and, and uh, now I got the blues alley down here with my dead and pictures all up in the alley and stuff. So I I want them to have a place where they can come here and rip to hear hear country blues. You know what I'm saying? You never think but one night a week or whatever. You know what I'm saying? So I, I wanted to get this venue and, I, and one of my partners, you know what I'm saying? Named Gregory Eisen, who got to own the, the venue that I got. You know what I'm saying? Me and him come from Hollow Spring. He's from Hollow Spring too. And he was here before I got here. So he said, man, look, we can turn this into this right here. No blase, he's like, right there, skip. So we did it like that. And so fortunately, he let me know. Got me, I talked to him and let me know, do what I want to do. And so what I'm going to do, like on Thursday night, I'm going to have like a a, a, a guitar lesson, like a jam lesson for newcomers, for kids that they want to come out like twice a month, two thirds out a month. That oh, people cool. learn drums, bass, guitar, look for the next big thing. You know what I'm saying? That they get people to play that never probably could be on a stage that we own uh, in the studio like we are. You know what I'm saying? I can get them that opportunity now. Mm, that's really cool, man. That's really cool. What's the plan for opening night? You're going to put a show on? Oh, yeah, man. I got Kenny Brown. I got CJ Lane. I got a band out of Memphis. Fuzzy Jeffries, you know what I'm saying? My band gonna play. I got DJ Run C gonna be down there, man. It's, it's gonna be a good time. We'll have barbecue and everything, man. So it'll, it'll be nice. Amazing. You know what I'm saying? Wish you could come. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I wish I could, man. <laughs> it's a, yeah, a long way from London, but that sounds awesome, man. It sounds really cool. So you, well, you got to come to my festival next year, man. In one of these years, I can get you on there. Yeah, definitely, man. When's your festival? What, what time of year? I'm gonna do it next year in May. I ain't thought the specific date yet, but it's gonna be in May of next year. Oh, so man. I mean, if you want to come down, man, just let me know. I definitely get you on there. Absolutely, man. I'm down. I'm there. <laughs> cool, man. So this uh, the club that you're going to run. Are you going to start doing like uh, regular slots there? Your band? Are you going to play there every month? Yeah, I'm gonna try to do Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. You know, starting out with it. You know, you know. What I'm I mean, I still will. Uh, if I have to travel and go somewhere, I have a band there playing while I'm gone. You know what I'm saying? But it's going to be open. That's awesome. Yeah, that's probably really cool. I think that's coming back, man. I feel like. Um, all over the world, like you're seeing that, like, uh, 
you know bands are finding like one place and they want to just keep playing one place and then the, the people come to them you know i mean yeah i mean that's that's cool i mean because like 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 i was saying earlier uh they don't really want to pay what 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 i think the bands deserve why what, what i deserve to go out you know what i'm saying to come out there you know what i'm saying i don't speak for me you know what i'm talking about so i mean if, if they can't afford me to come out there don't want to give me what i want you know the people that want me there they can come where i'm at they gotta play they can come see me at mm. you know yeah, yeah, absolutely. So when you do your shows, do you ever uh, switch instruments, like mid-gig? Yeah, yeah, we have some fun every now and then. I might jump on the drums, you know what I'm saying? And no, just, just mess around with on some fun gigs or something, you know. Or I might sit in with Kenny. That's cool, man. Oh, I can play drums for them, you know. Yeah, do you ever miss playing bass when you're doing shows playing guitar? Yeah, I do I do miss playing, you know, playing it because I played it so long. But I mean, you know... uh. In order to do my thing, you know what I'm saying, like with that, you know, is is you have to be the front man mm. in order for it to continue. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, I played behind. Uh, uh I was a bass player for many years, man. Behind people, and I'm not above playing behind nobody. But I mean, after Junior died, it was so hard to find, you know, honest musicians that would that would uh, uh, treat you right or whatever. You know what I'm saying? As as well as going out. You know, and everything. So, and, and unfortunately, I, I I had people around me that I could do my own thing. I could learn the guitar, and learn how to do this, do the right there. So, after Junior died, I started playing guitar and started the Burnside Exploration. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, and it was me, Kenny Kimbrough, which is Junior's son. You know, he was a drummer, and Erie Dean was the bass player when we first started. Mm-hmm. You know, then after my dad died, I hired my nephew Set with me on the drums because he didn't have nobody to play with then. Mm-hmm. You know, so. We, we we did the burst aspiration after as ourselves until we just got you know big enough to do our own thing. We both had different ideas of music and stuff, so he went his way, I went my way. Mm-hmm. And when did you guys do the uh, Descendants of Hill Country album? Man, that was uh, man, I can't remember the exact. It was it might have been two thousand eight or something. I can't remember the exact date it was. You know what I'm saying? But but we both wrote for this CD. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? I wrote songs. He wrote songs for this CD too. And you know, and we got. Grammy nominated with it, you know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh Cedric won a Grammy, right? Yeah, he this year. I think it was this year. This, this year, year last year won yeah. one year. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, that's amazing, man. Yeah, it is. Yeah, really, really cool. So that album, the um Descendants of Hill Country album, it's one of the first things I heard that you guys had done. And it's yeah, it's it's one of my favorite albums. It's really, really great. Um, Thanks, how, does man. Feel, how does it feel for you when you like hear songs that your dad wrote being played by like bands like the Black Keys and things like that? Oh man, it's awesome, man. Because I mean, long as the music keep going, I don't care who played it. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Long as they go by the right way to uh, to get to do it. You know what I'm saying? Long as they go by how to, how they can do this, you no know, talk to the right people, so everything will be legit and legal to do it. Mm-hmm. I really don't care who do it, man, because it's with them doing it, you don't get. The next generation, next generation, listening to people that listen to the Black Keys that haven't heard them out there, or us, you know what I'm saying? So mm. it's, it get the music out there, you know what I'm saying? So I'm all cool with it. Yeah, man. Yeah, it, I think I think it's great, and I think it's uh, one of those things where it's really cool to hear people doing different versions of it. Like you listen to exactly, like, you know, his version of going down south, and then your dad's version of going down south, and some of the ones you guys have done. Like it's it's always it's never the same. Right. And, and see, that's why I be telling people my, my version of my dead songs that I do is my way. Yeah. I do my version of them. You know what I'm saying? You, you know, it's it's not like he do it, but but it still had that same pure country feel. It gonna have the same soul to it, but I I, I have to add my little punk to it, my little D 
this, you know what I'm saying, for my generation to 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 get along with, to go with it, you know what I'm saying? To yeah. go along with. Yeah. Do you ever mess around with different tunings on your guitar when you're writing? Well, man, I uh uh <laughs> while back, man, I did two songs with with a slide, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I, I did a uh 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 Oh man, I can't think of the guy's name, man. I, I uh, I anyway, they want me to play him and uh, and, and uh, one of these one of these uh, uh, picture things like one of the documentaries, mm. and uh, and I had to play two slide songs that he did, and uh, so I learned them two slide songs from there, but I never did care much for slide, you know what I'm saying, and and, and everything. So I just wasn't interested in it too much. So mm -hmm. I tried that one time. I can do two songs in slide. I could do it if I. Get down to a try, you know what I'm saying? But I mean, I got so much going on. It really just don't mean interest me to try to you know to do it. Cause I just want to slide play. I just go high run, you know. If I want to slide play on CD, I get somebody to do it for me instead of trying to pull more work on me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 for sure. Not saying it's a bad thing. It just don't interest me. Mm. You yeah. know. And I mean, if you can't get, I feel like if you can't get, get as good as David Cook, uh, you know what I'm saying? Somebody with it, you know what I'm saying? You might put it down. No, you know, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> you, you know, I mean, you know what I'm saying. You know, you try to do something, you won't try to be the best you can be of it. And I don't think I could have been the best I could have been. It would took me longer to try to be the best I could have been on the slide than it would as regular standard guitar. For sure. But I've heard uh, obviously the two albums that you've released. Um, you playing electric guitar, but also uh, the Acoustic Brothers one. You're playing acoustic, and you, you, you know, you're like top level at both. Um, do you have like one that you prefer? You like? Uh, well, I, I I like them both, man. You know what I'm saying? Because it it depends on the song I'm doing. Mm. You know, you know if, I, if I'm doing like on Hill Country Magic, that's all acoustic. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Just acoustic and one of them uh box drum. You no, know, we sit on those. Yeah. yeah, like that. And I mean, and I mean, uh, I want to do that right there because uh, uh I think that it had a more feel of a Hill Country stomp song like that with that feel on there. So that's why. I want to do it, but then on them type of songs, I think acoustic will be, you know, cool on, on a lot of them instead of electrified because it, it'll it'll feel more like my dad's them style and Mother Ward and them back in the day before they got electrified. You know what I'm saying? So that's the look I was looking for. Yeah, yeah, very old school, man. It's cool. The um, when you're playing live and you're playing your stuff and you're playing electric, uh, when you're doing like guitar solos, have you planned what you're going to play or is it improvised? Well, well, uh. Well, you know, some of it imp improvised, but we practice on the shows we songs we do before we play. We do practice with the band, you know what I'm saying, everything. But a lot of it imp improvised, I mean, because you never know where your solo going to go when you're out there playing live and, and the crowd reaction. So you're going to add some stuff that you, you know probably didn't add in, in, in practice or whatever, you know what I'm saying? It's like when you go in the studio, you ain't going to just, like the studio is more different because you're going to want to have it planned out mm -hmm. when you go in the studio because, you know, it's, it's expensive to go in there. So you want a thing to be right. You want to try to start over. But live is different. You know what I'm saying? You pretty much just try some things out there and do whatever and hopefully go well, you know? So a lot of it is improvising, though. Yeah, for sure. I, um, yeah, and I think you're one of those guys where you can uh, – it looks like – it looks effortless. It's like watching you is like watching Eric Gales and these other guys. It looks like, you know, you're trying to figure out, like, how are they doing that, you know? <laughs> Appreciate it, man. So when you go in the studio, do you are you guys recording live as a band or do you do like uh, drums first, then bass, then guitar? No, we I go in as a band. Mm. No, only time I do it like that if I feel like I'm 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 doing some songs. Uh, I can't give the band the time enough to get everybody together. 
I go in like that and do it myself because it's too, like like I said before, too expensive to be in the press and the studio. So I rather go play everything myself and then get them the CD of it to learn it. Mm-hmm. You know, but if we got time to practice, I rather take the whole band. It's, it'd be a whole lot quicker. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So you do a lot of rehearsing before you go into the studio. Yeah. Um. So talk about the stuff you got coming up. So any shows that you got coming up, or uh, you got the opening of your club? That's what date? July twenty second. July twenty second. Uh, three weeks. Yeah, next week. Uh huh. Oh, then I got uh. July 28th in Oxford, July 30th, I'm in uh, Little Rock, Arkansas, in the White Water Tavern. And then uh, August 8th and 9th, I'm going to be in uh, Colorado, Salido, Colorado, at, uh, at Stokes. Two records coming out in September. September 1st. And then October 7th, I'm going to be in Pine Bluff, Arkansas. Awesome, man. At the Blue Society. Uh-huh. So it's, it's, it's doing pretty good. Yeah, that's great, man. That's great. Oh, well, I really appreciate you, man. I really appreciate you uh, you coming on. I will for sure take you up on coming to your festival next year. So hit me up about that. I got you, bro. Anytime, man. I got you. <laughs> All right. Cheers very much, Gary. Take care of yourself. Man, thank you, man. All right. See you, bro. Are you fully fretboard confident? Do you know where the notes are, how they connect and how they move up and down the strings? My latest book, The Triad Method, is all about using simple three note shapes to completely unlock the fretboard. This book is absolutely full of light bulb moments that are going to demystify the neck three notes at a time. I've compiled a huge number of diagrams, shapes and exercises based on over 10 years of teaching this stuff to make it as simple as possible. Download The Triad Method and see for yourself today. Link is in the description below.